Hello, this is Linda Drake, and you are dialed into the Arizona Technology Council Tech Focus Member Spotlight Podcast. We welcome you to the podcast where we highlight the thought leaders and entrepreneurs who are growing Arizona's promise as a world-class technology business hub. Each of our episodes features an innovative entrepreneur, transformative leaders, and technology titans. These are people who are reshaping the state's evolving tech ecosystem as we speak. All of us at the Arizona Technology Council and at Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting are excited to be able to bring you this podcast every month. We love bringing you closer to the current information about what's happening in the technology sector right here in the great state of Arizona. I am Linda Drake. I'm a certified executive coaching consultant with Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting. I hope everyone listening today is as excited as I am about our special guest, Michael Beach. Michael brings more than 40 years of business leadership experience to his work. Michael has had a long and successful career as an executive in the high technology industry before becoming a certified professional business coach and a contributing member of the Professional Business Coaches Alliance since 2013. Michael's true calling in life is leadership development. Michael has developed hundreds and hundreds of very talented leaders over his career, and he thoroughly enjoys working with C-suite executives, their leadership teams, and their emerging leaders to develop their leadership skills so that those leaders can grow the business profitably and ensure market leadership. Mr. Beach, welcome. It is just an honor to have you here today, sir, and thank you for your time. Linda, thank you. So, Michael, after such a successful career, why did you choose to establish coaching and consulting practices focused on emerging leaders? Well, Linda, um, I was very fortunate during my corporate career to have tasted some success from time to time. And I was longing for more autonomy and more freedom to work on things that interested me. And I decided to start my own company for that reason. I wanted to be able to work where I wanted to, how I wanted to, on what I wanted to. And I'll be honest with you. I didn't set out to uh, begin coaching emerging leaders. I set out to coach businesses and, you know, business leaders. And quite by accident, I found out that I enjoy helping emerging leaders and C-suite executives both in refining and perfecting their leadership and people management skills. Uh, One of my very first clients, the first uh, couple of weeks that I had my business open, had a conversation with me where she revealed that maybe the way that my company could best create value for her company was to help her to develop the next generation of leaders 
that were going to help to drive the profitable growth that her organization was planning. And I really hadn't anticipated her asking me to do that. And I was quite surprised. It was totally accidental. But it led me to realize over the next couple of weeks that, wow, her company's not the only one in the world that needs this. This is happening all over the place. So, and it was really more serendipity than it was anything else. Well, good things happen to good people. Tell me what's distinctive about your practice, sir. Um, you know, Linda, like many other coaching and consulting firms, we do all of the stuff you would expect us to, right? We do consulting, we do training, we do business coaching, which is mostly about getting the people, the culture, and the strategy aligned at the executive level of a company. But we found quickly that our real claim to fame is that we're quite focused on and reasonably accomplished at training and coaching emerging leaders to very high levels of performance. Our coaches are all within the firm very passionate about helping our fast growth company clients to invest now in the leaders that are going to emerge in the future and help them to grow and help them to succeed because we're going to prepare them for everything that they're likely to face. We coach those emerging leaders in probably somewhere in the neighborhood of 15 to 20 different areas. You know, you would expect a lot of them. We work with human behavior. We work with emotional intelligence and maturity. We work with helping our clients to become masters of communication and managing conflict and A lot of it is frankly around people management because I believed in my long corporate career that almost everything good that happened in my business career happened because two or more people got together, discussed a problem, came up with a solution to the problem, and then went and executed a plan to solve the problem. And I learned that conversations are where everything happens in business really where everything happens in life, if you ask me. And so I have a saying that probably drives my clients crazy that, you know, I want them to focus on the three Ps. And they say, what are the three Ps, Michael? And I say, people, people, and people. And here's why, Linda, I truly believe this completely. If you get the people right in business, you can probably mess up just about everything else, but the company's still going to be in really good shape because you've hired well, You've trained well, you've onboarded people well, you're motivating them well, you're managing them well, you're leading them well. And people are very smart. They mimic the behavior of people around them who are having great success. So if as a leader, you model the behavior you want everybody else in your business following, you're going to end up in a pretty good position because they will mimic your behavior and they will do likewise and deliver great results. So we're very people-centric. Michael, I hear that you work with very critical elements in your focus with emerging leaders. And I have seen that you accelerate the leadership and managing acumen of those emerging leaders. So overall, then what are the benefits to your client companies? Well, um, you know, 
I've noticed that human beings need confidence if they're going to deliver their best level of performance. So we spend a lot of time talking to our clients in a particular way. We use a couple of techniques. We encourage them and we also challenge them from time to time to try to help them realize you've got to invest in yourself. You've got to grow. You've got to learn. And as you do, your confidence will increase. And what I've noticed is when your confidence is high, your performance is usually high right along with it. When your confidence drops, your performance goes right along with it. We believe that we help our clients to move much more quickly. They make decisions faster. They come to collaboration agreements much faster. They come to strategic directions and visions much faster because of the coaching that we're doing with their emerging leaders. We think they become more decisive. They definitely are encouraged to embrace their core values and to embrace best practices as they conduct themselves. And what ends up happening is the whole team gets aligned and the whole team gets very, very clear about what are we trying to accomplish here? And maybe most importantly, why is that so important that we're trying to accomplish that that mission? And what ends up happening by nature is a significant improvement in teamwork, collaboration, results, and the company starts growing and starts having more profit. And strangely enough, everybody starts having more fun and all of the employees start engaging at a deeper level. And so, Michael, your practice, your name is Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting. That is so true. Tell tell the audience, what is the difference between coaching and consulting? Sure. I kind of look at coaching, Linda, like it's a partnership between the coach and their client. And in this partnership, the coach helps to bring new perspectives and new learning to the client so that the client narrows gaps that they may have between their current confidence level and the confidence level they need to have or the skills levels that they have and need to have. And what ends up happening is the client starts to build new strengths, new capabilities, starts to implement new tactics and strategies. And in essence, they take their leadership and their business performance game to an entirely new higher level. The coach, in essence, helps the client to grow to a more confident, self-directed place where they're autonomously making decisions and, and leading to great results. How consulting is different is it, like coaching is a partnership again between the consultant and the client, but in this case, the client has a problem. Let's just use a very a popular one these days. Let's say there was a dragon flying around the place of business and the dragon was breathing fire and burning things up. That would be a real business problem, right? And I don't know about you, but a lot of people probably don't feel qualified to go fight a dragon and slay the dragon. So they're probably going to call up 1-800-SLAY-THE-DRAGON and they're going to say, hey, we'd love to hire you to come on over here to our place of business and slay this dragon. So in a consulting arrangement, The client's got this problem, the dragon, but they don't have the time or perhaps the energy or maybe the skilled resources or experience level to solve their problem. So they assign the consultant to come out. Hey, would you please slay this dragon? And we'll give you a check. And then they get to go back to focusing on their core business because they've brought in this hired gun 
to go bring the problem to a resolution. Now, we do both for our clients, and we let the situation dictate which approach makes more sense to the client. Do you want me to be a coach, or do you want me to be a consultant, or do you want me to be both? Because we we can play the game however works best for them. I absolutely loved your analogy and your story. It should be very, very clear now about the distinction between coaching and consulting. Thank you very much. You can tell that I'm a fan of the Game of Thrones television show, right? <laughs> I, my my son was watching it last night as I uh, walked through the uh, living room, and uh, that that was my inspiration. And so what are some examples that you could share with our audience of the accelerated leadership development that you have witnessed and helped individuals and companies achieve? Oh, gosh, there's some examples that I could give you that come up pretty regularly. We spend a lot of time working with our clients on emotional intelligence. I was in an incredible number of meetings during my corporate career, and I got to witness great behavior in those meetings and just horrible behavior in those meetings. And a lot of the horrible behavior was around people just not doing a very good job of seeing themselves the way others saw them and not behaving in the ways that others expected them to behave, particularly when there were very volatile emotional issues happening. And I'm sure everybody in your listening audience has probably seen somebody do the corporate meltdown and, you know, get angry, frustrated and slice out some uh, choice profanities or something or to, you know, start uh, demanding uh, something from somebody else that isn't reasonable. That's really what we're talking about here with emotional intelligence. People who are emotionally intelligent have a very high degree of self-awareness and social awareness. They see themselves and they see the other people around them on their work teams the way that they really are. And they also do a really terrific job of managing their own behavior as an individual, and they help the team that they're working with to manage their collective team behavior so that everybody stays within the realms of professional behavior and decorum and everybody gets along pretty well together and we can collaborate at a higher level. That would be probably one of the first examples I could give you of how we can accelerate leadership development as we just help people to grow their emotional intelligence in a pretty short period of time, six months or thereabouts. We're pretty typically going to be able to grow our clients' emotional intelligence scores uh, by 10, 12 points on a regular basis. We've even seen some grow in a six-month period of time as much as 26%. That's a game-changing result. Another example I could give you would be relationship management. I noticed early on when I was coaching people that a lot of them are either one-dimensional or they're two-dimensional in their focus on the relationships that they need to be building around them. And what we try to teach our clients is, hey, one-dimensional and two-dimensional are not terrible, but they're not good enough. You need to have sort of a four- or five-dimensional view of your role in all these relationships with the people you work with in the workplace. Let me give you a good example. If you imagine a human torso and a head in front of you, 
And there are arrows pointing out from it in maybe four directions, above it, below it, to the right and to the left. We could say that the arrow above that human torso is your relationship with your manager, your boss. Obviously, in business, it pays for that relationship to be great, right? The arrow beneath you is maybe the people who report to you if you're a manager or a leader. Do we want those relationships to be good? Of course we do. But what a lot of people will do is they'll have a great relationship with their boss and a really rotten relationship maybe with the people that report to them. Or or maybe those two relationship uh, directions are perfect, but they're not doing such a great job to their right and left. So what would those relationships be? Well, maybe peers at your level within your company that are not in your department. Or maybe on the other direction to your left, people you work with on a regular basis outside of your company, maybe your corporate legal counsel, maybe your channel partners, if you're in an indirect channel business, or, you know, you can certainly put customers and prospects in that category as well. Do we not want to have great relationships with everybody? We try to get our clients focused on building great relations with everyone, not just the people that are easy or not just the people that you like having a good relationship with. You become much more effective when you work at your relationships with everyone. At all levels. So I completely agree. And I thought, again, the analogy and the example uh, are very telling, and it's absolutely true. And not all relationships are easy, but our effectiveness in them makes a huge difference. So, Michael, why did you choose to invest yourself in the Arizona Technology Council and to conduct the podcasts that have been produced over the last year? Um, Wonderful question, Linda. Frankly, the reason is we love Arizona. And I've been a member of the Arizona Technology Council now for about three years. My corporate life was in the technology industry. I worked for a number of different computer companies and uh, software companies and data storage companies and the like. And it was a great industry. I loved everything about the technology industry. So I had the opportunity to buy a home in Arizona a few years ago and gave me the freedom to work part of the year in my original home in Minnesota and part of the year in my new home in Arizona. And I decided since I was going to be in Arizona for half the year that I might want to get involved in the community. And I decided to join the Arizona Technology Council. I wanted to hang around with people like me who love that industry. And it's been a great experience To be honest with you, I think the Arizona Technology Council is a great organization, maybe the best in the United States. Uh, It's got great leadership. Steve Seilstra and his team, they're they're just all wonderful, honest, hardworking people. They're brilliant, and they're, they're having a great impact on this industry. I think I read recently that the economy in Arizona is just booming, and one of the reasons why is because the technology industry is booming. We've got all of this optics business and we've got all kinds of software and cybersecurity and other kinds of businesses popping up in Arizona. And the big corporations like Microsoft and Google and people like that are typically figuring out that they can put a data center out in the desert and there's all kinds of investment being made in Arizona. So we wanted to be a part of it. It's a great place. There's great people out here in Arizona, and 
the economy is just fantastic. And we wanted to invest in the mission and the vision of the Arizona Technology Council and contribute any way we could. So well, your contributions are, are very valuable, Michael. Your time is appreciated. And I also want to congratulate the Arizona Technology Council. They've just celebrated 20 years. So, Fantastic, uh, isn't it? Out, outstanding success record. And so, Michael, how can our listeners understand, uh, maybe from your perspective or one of your team members' perspective, the importance and the impact of accelerated management development in this fast-paced world, how it would affect their companies and discuss program and benefits and opportunities? Well, obviously, uh, the world is changing these days probably faster and more frequently than it ever has. I think back on the last two and a half years since the COVID-19 pandemic arrived on the scene, and I've been through more change in the last two and a half years than probably in the 25 years that preceded it. And that's been astonishing. It's been probably a pretty disruptive time for most of us. And you asked about, you know, how we can help your listeners understand the importance of accelerated management and leadership development. Well, in a world where there's all this volatility and uncertainty and complexity and ambiguity, people need help. They need to become masters of things that are going to help them to deal with all that volatility and uncertainty and so forth. So, we believe that the the need is pretty obvious, but what isn't so obvious to many companies is if you make an investment in helping to prepare your people, they actually become far better prepared and they actually become far more capable and confident at staying focused on the right things when things like adversity or uncertainty appear on the horizon. So, That's what we really think is going on. This world is, like you said, just a very fast-paced place. And investments in your people, from my point of view, are probably the best investments that companies can make. We all understand the value of investing in a new product. We all understand the value of investing in a new marketing approach or a new service offering. But sometimes we don't value as dearly as we should the value in our own human capital and our businesses. Because I've noticed every company I've ever worked for was a big collection of people. And when they're performing at their highest level, I think human beings are capable of almost anything. It's magical what our creativity and innovation can accomplish. But we also can get oriented in the wrong direction. So that's really what our organization is all about is trying to get companies oriented back in a positive direction. Michael, your curriculum, your perspectives are so valuable to so many companies nationwide and around the world. Uh, I deeply appreciate the quality of your time. Tell us how people can reach Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting. Linda, thank you for the kind comments. And I'll, for the record, say since you're involved in my company as one of my affiliate coaches, uh, you, you're helping us with all of those things you just gave us credit for. But 
Uh, to your question, how can people get in touch with us? I think probably the first thing I would recommend to your listeners is that they go to our website and just poke around a little bit. We've got a wonderful website at www.michaelbeachcoach.com. And the website's got blogs that we've written. It's got videos that we've shot with a bunch of really fantastic short leadership lessons, uh, management lessons and the like. Uh, I host a podcast in my business called What Are You Doing? with a question mark. And we ask the question every week, what are you doing to develop the next generation of leaders for your business? And I think we've probably interviewed over the last two or three years, something like 30 or 40 people that are all terrific leaders and they've shared their wisdom with us. So that's all available to anybody that wants to look at it on our website and it doesn't cost you a penny. If people want to get in touch with me, they can call us at the Minnesota office at 651-335-4505, or they can contact us in Tucson, Arizona at 520-732-2266. And if all of that fails, they can reach out to us via email. I answer my email at michael at michaelbeachcoach.com. Michael, it has been a true privilege to have your valuable time and your insights about the importance of developing and growing the leaders inside of a company. I think often it's overlooked to spend that special time to accelerate performance and development. And you really have focused on this solidly over the years with solid curriculum, as well as super content. Thanks for making everything available to our listeners at the Arizona Technology Council. And thank you for the insights that you provided in today's podcast. Thank you, Linda. It was really my pleasure. I enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Have a great day. I want to thank our special guest, Michael Beach of Michael Beach Coaching and Consulting, for taking the time for this interview today. We are excited that our next show will feature another fantastic Arizona Technology Council executive whose business is going on right here within the great state of Arizona. Thank you to our listeners for joining us today. And please, if you have any great suggestions for a future episode guest, or perhaps if you want to become a featured guest yourself, please contact the Arizona Technology Council's website and look for the Arizona Technology Council Tech Focus Member Spotlight Podcast. We look forward to spending time on our next episode with you together. And until then, remember, invest in innovation, invest in your team, and continue to invest in the technology sector right here in the great state of Arizona. See all of you next time.